Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of the book of Shmuel Aleph, the first book of Samuel, and we are in chapter 10, part B. We're about to read verse 18 in chapter 10. In the last podcast, we, um, I'm sorry, we're going to start with verse 17 chap- in chapter 10. We just completed the uh, first half where um, Shaul was told by Shmuel uh, that he is going to be anointed king. He sent him home and then told him to wait at Giva until Shmuel comes to join him. Um, and he will instruct him there exactly what to do, um, what to do next. And, he, and Shmuel basically gave him a heads up that we are going to have a large inauguration ceremony. The, um, <laughs> uh, when Shaul did eventually get home, he didn't tell anyone about what Shmuel had said regarding the detail, the, that minor little detail that he was going to be appointed king. He just went back to work, went back about his business, um, and uh, did his uh, job at, you know, working on his father's farm like he was doing before. The, um, in verse 17, let's pick up there. Now, so Shaul is home. Shmuel, Vayatzeik Shmuel et Ha'am el Adonai HaMitzvah. So Shmuel gathered all of the people at Mitzvah. He gathered all the people before God at Mitzvah. Now, what does that mean? He gathered them before God. It's not not exactly clear. There was, as far as we know, there wasn't a specific altar or anything there, or maybe there was, um, and that's what it means. Or it could just mean when he when you gather all the people together, it, it, it's an assembly in God's honor, and therefore it's considered gathering everyone before God. Vayomrel bnei Yisrael. At least, at least when the prophet Shmuel does it for the right purposes, then it would be a gathering before God. And he said to the people of Israel that gathered in front of him. So we had uh, many people representing all of the tribes. And Shmuel says to them as follows. Ko Yisrael. So says God, the Lord of Israel. Anochi, I ha'aleti yetz Yisrael mi Mitzrayim. I took the people of Israel out of Mitzrayim. Vo'atzil etchem biyad Mitzrayim. And I saved you from the hands of Egypt, from the oppressive hands of Egypt. Umiyad kol and I have also saved you from the many, many different kingdoms and many different armies that have set against you and oppressed you over the years. A very quick a reminder of history. I, God, Shmuel says to the people, I, God, took you out of Egypt. I, God, took you, saved you one by one from all of the enemies over the years. If you remember from the book of Judges, one after another after another, God sent someone uh, to lead the people and rescue them. But it was never uh, a hereditary king. It was never gotten in, in the circumstances necessary. God made sure the people would be saved. However, you weren't content with this. You weren't content relying on me. You wanted a king. So, You have rejected your God, that he is the one who has saved you from all of your all of your sufferings and all of your problems and, and, and calamities and troubles. And you said to God, We want to make a king, a place, a king above us. So now, and you know, and if you remember, recall Shmuel, the people requested Shmuel, Shmuel said, okay, because God told him to listen to the people and find a king because they insisted so. 
I want you to stand before God according to your tribes and according to your 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 um uh, this is often translated as your clans or your families so the tribes and then the subdivisions of the tribes everybody stand according to your groups and I'm going to search among you and find one who is going to be the king so by a grave Shmuel it called Shifte Yisrael Shmuel uh, brought forward representatives of each of the tribes first he to narrow it down to a tribe and he chose the tribe of Binyamin. Now, is a language that suggests that he did some sort of a lottery, and the lottery fell out on the tribe of Benjamin. Okay? So now he divides the, the, the Benjamin tribe to families. And he divides, and he, he brought the representatives of the different families of Binyamin. And the Matri family was chosen among the Benjaminites. And then among the Matri family, he chose people. And Saul, the son of Kish, was the one who the final lottery fell out upon. And they looked around. They didn't find him. He wasn't there. They had this big gathering at Mitzvah. And they looked around. He wasn't there. So they asked God again. And what does that mean, they ask God again? Usually when it says they ask God, it refers to asking the high priest who's wearing the breastplate, the Urim Vetumim. <laughs> they asked for a response. The question was, Has someone come that we don't know? Is there someone else here? Maybe maybe there's someone else here that uh, we're not aware of that we should could do the lottery again. And God answered, meaning the, the Urim Vetumim, presumably... It could mean Shmuel, the prophet, through talking to God, but the way it's worded, it sounds it sounds like, and the commentaries agree that it they're referring to the Urim Vetumim, the um, the breastplate of the high priest. He, the one guy you're looking for, is hiding among the vessels, among the items. So you know, in other words, yeah, he's here, but he's not standing up front. He's he's you know, everybody put all their stuff down in a place, and he's hiding behind the pile where all of your baggage is. And they ran to where all the baggage had been placed. They took him out of there. And he stood among the people. And it was obvious when he stood among the people. He was, he had that regal um, uh, uh, presence, the, his, his height, was shoulder and above everyone else. He stood out, and this is a physical standing out. I remember the demand that the people had for a king was a demand that was not uh, consistent with God's will. God didn't want them to do this, but they did this. So they looked for the human characteristics that they were looking for, someone big, tall, and handsome, and strong, someone who looks like a leader. So they saw Shaul, and there he was, Vayomer Shmuel, and Shmuel said, I'll call him to the entire nation. Now Shmuel had already seen the positive aspects of Saul's character, of, Sh- of Shaul's character. And therefore Shmuel says, Harisem, now do you see Asher Bochar Bo Adonai, the one who God has chosen, Ki there is no one like him among the nation, both in physical stature and spiritual stature. 
now that Shmuel introduced him to spirituality as we and to God as we saw in the previous part of this chapter and the people let out a tr- great noise and they cried out long live the king these are the first times the people of Israel spoke such words which are familiar from other nations now the people had chosen their king the title king now the first time the word king is being used is now Shmuel had not used the term king until this point. Shmuel had used the term Nagid and other terms. But the people declared him king. So Shmuel now sees that the people aren't aren't going to fulfill what he was trying to go through the back door and maybe make him not such a king, but a leader, maybe a hereditary leader, a little bit more than what used to be, but not quite a king. But no, that's not what the people want. They say, they want a king. So Shmuel speaks to the people and he tells them, he reminds them at Mishpat HaMalucha, the laws of the kingdom, of the king, of kingship, and are the laws of the monarchy. <coughs> Remember, when Shmuel told them the laws of the monarchy before, it was meant to discourage them. He told them he's going to take your children, he's going to make them serve him, he's going to take taxes, he's going to take all those things, and you're not going to like it. But there's, you know, there's other rules that, you know, that if he's going to be a king, you have to treat him like a king. He wrote out all the rules. And he placed it before God. And Shmuel then sent the, and sent the people to go home. Now there's a king. However, interestingly enough, Shmuel did not instruct Shaul to build a palace to um, get... Uh, to uh, start collecting taxes, to start acting like a government. Um, Rather, it still was understood at this time that yes, he's a king, but he's a king to the extent that he's going to help defend the people at war. So where did Shaul go? He went home to give up. And And the people who had... Uh, been inspired by the appointment of the king and wanted to join his, uh, apparently uh, they expected there to be a newly formed army, those people followed after Shaul. So he went back with an entourage. But at this point, he wasn't quite accepted yet. He hadn't done anything other than be tall and be good looking and seem like a king and have the endorsement of the prophet, which is good. That's a, a good start. Chose him out of the people, but not enough to prove to the, all the people that he's going to be the guy that's going to save them from their enemies. And a bunch of, a bunch of uh, we had the same term being used in the, in the beginning of the book of Samuel when we discussed the people who hang around and make trouble, troublemakers, thugs. There's a bunch of those people, Umru, they were already yapping, this guy's going to save us. And they made fun of him. And they, literally means they, they, they scorned Saul they didn't bring him any gifts or presents. Remember, bringing someone a present is a sign of respect. We saw that when Shaul himself went to Shmuel. Shaul had the respect, had the sense of awe and respect for a great leader to know that he has to bring a gift. But these people, they came to Saul and they abused him by not bringing gifts. By he kimacharish and Saul uh, pretended to, well, it's not, pretended is not really well, and he 
acted as if he was quiet and as if it didn't bother him. This gives us a little hint that he was bothered, but he didn't make a thing out of it, which seems to be a word to his credit for not um, taking it personally and not getting all insulted and angry, um, or to the extent that he was, and it makes sense that someone actually would be, he did not, um, it didn't get to him, it didn't get to his soul. So again, we're still left with a picture, a very positive picture of Saul uh, and his humility. Um, and at this point, he didn't uh, start acting like a king. He just went home. Um, and those that were loyal to him, that wanted to be loyal to him, followed along. And this is where we complete this chapter. In the next chapter, we will read of Saul's first major victory in which he proves himself as a capable leader of the people. Thank you so much for studying chapter 10 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 11 and the rest of this beautiful book of Shmuel together.